Ever wonder what a day in the life is like for a software engineer? Well, in this episode, I talk to one and I ask her, what does a Tuesday look like for you? She tells me. She also tells me some job search tips. Really good stuff. Check this episode out if you're interested. Episode 18 with Lauren Reeves. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is John Salaxang. I'm the host of the Work Talk podcast where you get to enjoy, learn, be inspired by the stories of the people here in the Bay Area and learning about what they do for work, uh, what they know, and who they are. Uh, This whole week's really been like a focus on tech because I think tech is a big thing in the Bay Area. So I was looking for some people who work as software engineers or computer programmers. So big shout out to Josh for referring this person to me, Lauren Reeves. And she's great. She's a great uh, writer, by the way. You should check out some of her articles and blogs on Medium. But Lauren, I appreciate you uh, hanging out with me on a Thursday. Yeah, no, I'm excited to chat. Yeah. And Lauren actually had boxing practice, but she skipped it just to hang out with me. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I was tired. I was just tired. Yeah. I was very tired. Um, I will be back. <laughs> but yeah, tell us about your job. Like, what do you do? Yeah, so I am a software engineer at BlackRock. Um, and so I guess to kind of give context, it's it's an interesting role. I think like a lot of people, when they think of software engineers and software developers, they think of like small startup companies, which that definitely exists there. But um, the nice thing about what I do is that you can kind of do it in whatever industry um, you want to. And so BlackRock is a finance firm. Um, And so for what I work on, it ranges from like their websites to some of their applications to um, just some of the internal software. And so I'm building out features, um, like fixing layouts, stuff like that. Okay. What's the main difference between someone who does software engineering and someone who's like a web designer or web developer because it seems like it overlaps sometimes and by the way listeners i'm not i'm a, a total noob when it comes to software engineering and computer programming like i've seen a little bit of coding and i messed around with stuff like on code academy websites yeah. but i have no idea you know when you open something up to me it looks like the matrix so yeah. <laughs> i'm just letting you know where i'm coming from some stuff you might say might come over my my head but that's what i'm here for yeah i'm here to like to learn about your world yeah Exactly. No, I'm going to talk to you like I talk to my parents because like they ask me the same thing and like they don't really know what I do. Um, actually, and it's funny because I was talking about something similar with one of my coworkers earlier this week. First, I kind of want to say like we talked about one, the difference between an engineer versus a developer. And so it's kind of how you decide to interpret it. Like for me personally, I say that I'm an engineer because like I have an engineering degree. Like that's what I went to school for. My degree says computer science engineer. And so like I was trained for that, but also engineering usually includes the designing of like algorithms um, and stuff like that. And so like you're doing more of, I would say like figuring out and architecting what something will look like and how it's going to run. And I feel like developing is more so like you're putting pieces together. Like you're like putting like building blocks and stuff like that. I mean, this is all like code. the developer, right? They're more kind of, would you say it's more them developers writing code engineers are more the ones 
architecting what the whole how the whole software is gonna function yeah, and operate yeah, that's okay how, that's how i am kind of loosely interpreting it right now everyone has their own interpretation like some people could be like that's absolutely wrong or i completely disagree with you um that's kind of like how i view it and then when you say like web versus software like so many things now i are happening on the web like it's a you can't pretty much find a company without a website um information stuff like that so um, you can kind of take it from that end, but how, I guess like how much a website does definitely depends on different companies. Like some companies, their entire business, like um, Google, for example, their whole business is pretty much based off of the web. And so um, you could be doing, well, that's kind of a weird example because it's a yeah. lot of software behind it. But like, um I guess like web and software engineering is different. I would say like web is more the people who work on like front end stuff. Um, and then software could be people who are working on applications, such as like, I don't know, like Microsoft. Yeah. They have applications and stuff like that. When I think about like web designers, I think like graphic design, there's a right. clear distinction between the two. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, and design also takes a lot into consideration of like your user and like their experience, how you're laying out like different things, how things are more intuitive or not intuitive or just like what the, like it takes, like design is more than just like cool images. It's understanding and creating an experience for your user that makes the most sense where they don't have to think a lot. Um, yeah. Something yeah. Like I see their, you, the ex, their experience uh, and also how they interact with the specific website or the product. So do you yeah. work with the designers? Yeah, yes, yes and no. Um, so currently I'm like, I guess the projects that I'm working on, I'm not working as much with the designers, but um, like for some of my other stuff, I've been, this is what we want it to look like and now you do it. And so yeah. like, the, like stuff like out and even now in some of my meetings, if I think something looks weird, I'll be like, hey, why like why did you decide to put these buttons down here this makes no sense like i don't think that they like i wouldn't know to go from here to there oh got it got it yeah, yeah. so sometimes you guys do communicate with each other and what because it all kind of fits together in, in, a, in the bigger picture what you guys are doing could you yeah. walk could you walk me in a, a day in the life of like a like a day like this like a thursday yeah. uh if you could kind of paint the picture for us to almost feel like okay this is what it's like to be to be lord or at least to be a software engineer but <laughs> if you could walk us like <laughs> that could be a whole nother topic in itself because i know you do a lot of other things besides just your job yeah um, um yeah so you walk in the office you get yeah, your coffee whatever it is so i wake up um i catch the bart usually get to the office around nine if I made my breakfast smoothie, if I didn't, then I'm mm. stopping at Starbucks for a warm, a warm butter croissant and an apple juice. Damn. Don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good. It's <laughs> so good. Um, I haven't okay. eaten, I haven't ate my dinner yet, so I'm like, damn, that sounds hella good. Yeah, I'm low key like thinking what I'm about to cook, but um, <laughs> yeah. So I have my breakfast, um, and then I usually check. Yeah, so I'm around the office around like 9.15. I'm checking my emails um, for a while. So the current team I'm on, we work with a lot of like uh, like portfolio managers and um, 
different people who are like kind of doing placing orders for like finance stuff. Um, okay, so there's okay. a whole bunch of emails I have to sort through. Most of them actually don't pertain to me, but um, I have to make sure nothing important is in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, then I have a stand-up call with my team. And so I work, for, um, my team is a global team. So we have people who are in London um, on our team. And so it's usually the end of their day and the start of mine. But either way, we kind of all talk about just like updates on our tickets, um, the projects we're working on, if we're having trouble with stuff, like, hey, if we need to demo something or get like, you know, opinions. And these calls usually last an hour. This isn't every day. This is like twice a week. Okay. Um, you guys are like just giving each other updates, talking about problems that are happening. Okay. Yeah. It's like our stand up call, but it's a, it's like a pretty, like a pretty interactive one where people will ask questions and people will say like, hey, I'm trying to get this code to work, but I haven't gotten this like, what's up? Or did you break something because like it was working yesterday? And today, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it can range from anywhere in between that or, oh, look, I think this is almost working. Can I show you all what like this looks like and get your opinion on it? Um, so that's happens for about an hour. And then after that, um, I'm literally just like writing code for some time, maybe yeah. around this time, 10.15. So it's from like 10.15 to noon. I'm just like plugging along. Okay. Playlist. All right. Uh, all right. I got so from 10.15 to noon, writing code, you got your headphones on. It's just like yeah. the movies and TV shows. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Usually if I don't make my lunch and I go out for lunch, um, and I usually like this time because since I work in the Bay, like I like to walk down to the Embarcadero and call my mom or um, text my friends really funny memes. Or yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and listeners, by the way, uh, Lauren's from uh, Michigan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. When did you come out uh, here to the Bay? Hmm? Well, when did you come out here to the Bay Area? It'll be like two years next month. Nice. Yeah. Welcome. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm from here, but I still like checking out the Embarcadero, looking at the bridge. Yeah, you all don't realize like how lucky you are to have this sunshine because in Michigan, on average, there's 65 days of sunshine a year. <laughs> I know we're spoiled. I always told my friends, like one time we went to like the East Coast, I was like, damn, it's hella cold. And he's like, y'all spoiled Californians, man. It's yeah, like, it's. So it's <laughs> For I real, know, I would never not be happy. Honestly. <laughs> All right, so that's your lunch. You kind of explore the uh, the city, yeah. and then you get back to work. Get back to work, and I might be like, at this point, I don't know. I have to take breaks every now and then. There's a candy bowl that's not too far from my desk, so I'll like go and I'll like get some candy and like bother some of my coworkers yeah. or something. Um, come back to my desk, code for a little bit. Then I might go get a coffee with a coworker. Yeah. Um, then come back, check some emails. Yeah, I usually check emails like right when I come back from lunch and then at three. I only like to check my emails at like certain times of the day. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, looks, and then, that like, sounds no, that sounds chill. That sounds like kind of what I was thinking in my head is like you're pretty much sitting there writing code. But writing code in general for those who don't do it as much as you guys do. Is it hard? It's like, could anyone do it? You feel anyone 
no. But um, I like am a super firm believer that you can do anything you set your mind to it, mm-hmm. as long as you put in the work. Some people, it might come faster than others, for sure. But that's with anything. Like some people are just naturally born athletes and some aren't. But if you work at it, like you can get better. Um, but it's definitely something that is def- um, like possible. Like if I can do it, you can do it. Um, I don't know. Like when I first started in school, like when I first started in college, I didn't have a coding background. Like when my freshman year, there was a lot of kids who I was in classes with and they were coding since like middle school and high school. And I was just like, code sounds cool. Maybe like, I don't know. I know what you mean. Like these nerdy kids who know how to like make a screensaver. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And I actually wanted to be um, an anesthesiologist because they got paid a lot and they didn't do much. They just put people to sleep. And I was like, <laughs> there's there's an anesthesiologist listening to this right now. <laughs> They're probably like, hey, what's I mean, up like, with that, Lauren? I know they do more. I know they do more. <laughs> I had shadowed some at the Cleveland Clinic, and I was like, I feel you. I feel like, you. I, I watch them at work, and they, I mean, they had to do their like measurements and stuff. But then after the, doing the surgeries, they were just playing on their phones. That's crazy. <laughs> Took my first organic chemistry class. Failed. Well, I didn't fail, but. I did not pass with flying colors, I'll say that. Um, but I was in the College of Engineering and it required that like every person who was an engineer to take like an intro to coding class. And I was like, you know what, why not? Let me try this. And it was just so much fun. Like I love solving puzzles, I love solving problems. That's why I hear and it's I- a lot a lot of it's what it, that's what coding is. It's just solving problems. Yeah. And that's like why I got into it. It was like, well, part of it was that. And also part of it was just like this weird euphoric thrill that I would get when the code would work, especially because I procrastinated. So like, it would be like, oh, this project, like, hey, let's see if I can get this done. And so, um, I mean, everyone who asked for help hated me, but um, (laughs) just something about that feeling of like, I built this, I figured it out, it worked. And it was just like, it like it was kind of just like a whoa, this is so cool. Yeah, I made something. It's my baby. Yeah, I made something. <laughs> Even like today, now it's not to the same effect because like I do this as a profession, but it, there is something to say about like, wow, I solved this problem. It's functioning. Like I figured this out. I built this. This is like you know what I'm saying. It's, it's that a feels cool, good. Yeah, you can see yeah, it. it feels good. Yeah, yeah, I took a I took an online course on on coding. And it made me make a like an about me page on yeah. uh, on my text editor, whatever. But then when I saw it after, I was like, "Oh yeah!" I was like, <laughs> "It felt all like it's like it worked. Like this is sick." Yeah. yeah. So that's as far as I've gone, though. That's it. <laughs> it was just it was an about me page. That's it. It just says, "Hi, this is John," and it said, "Hello world," and that's it. Yeah, well, that's fair. I feel like uh, everyone who's taken a class has gotten the hello world. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, so no, it, can, it can be done. Do you feel like the school prepped you for it? Like all the classes you took in, in school? Yes and no. Um, a lot of my major was theoretical. So like a lot of it was like understanding uh, the foundations of computer science, discrete mathematics. I took up to like Calc 4. Um, and I don't use most of those things. Yeah, at all. I was about to ask that, you know, because so I work at City College of San Francisco, and they yeah. have they have to take calculus one, two, three, 
and they always ask me like, am I actually going to be using this? And some of them code and they're like, will I have to? I'm like, well, maybe I guess if you go more into the theoretical route, but yeah. a lot for, for the most part, you may not need to use that math. Is that true? Yeah, I would say like for that stuff, probably not. But I will say that taking those courses definitely helps you to kind of like become a better problem solver. So I think that's one of the big things is that um, learning how to solve different problems, learning different approaches, like coming up with problem solving methods. That's a big thing because, you know, like how do you deal with, oh, I've never seen this or, oh, how do I calculate this? Or, oh, I've seen this pattern before. So maybe I can like use my solution to this pattern in another way, or maybe I can simplify my problem down to this pattern. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, so, yeah, I see that connection. Because I think math kind of does train you on how to solve problems. Yeah. And so it kind of practices you for that when you yeah. start solving problems as a developer or engineer. Yeah, but am I using like Calc 2 or DiffEQ right now? Absolutely not. And will I ever take those courses again? No. But, <laughs> but um, All right, kids, you all don't, you don't have to worry too much about calculus. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. Still do, good in, still do good in your class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I think that like those things help me learn how to solve problems. But I think the projects in school, like working in teams, um, just like the different, yeah, assignments and stuff like that, where I was actually coding, helped me um, learn the different languages better. So I was trained in C++, um, which is very different because my job is mostly Java. Um, but I will say that like, I have a pretty good understanding of like data structures and object oriented programming. And then like I did some like JavaScript, different JavaScript projects and like different stuff where I had built like a, a web, um, like a web app, like an HTML5 app and stuff. And so I think the projects definitely help you learn the languages, but a lot of companies have their own tools and stuff like that um, that you're going to have to learn on the job. Right. I think the thing is learning how to learn. And so any good developer isn't limited to like, oh, I only know Java or, oh, I only know like SQL or something like that. It's I'm comfortable enough picking up languages and I know the foundations where I can like pick up new things. And that's yeah, I think you bring up a good point. That was a, a buddy of mine. He's a he's a, a software engineer. And he tells yeah. me how he has to constantly learn. He's constantly on online and looking up forums on how to do something. It's not yeah. like you go to school and you learn it all. So like learning how to learn in that growth mindset is important because things are always changing. So it's not about how much we know now. It's, it's like how much can we learn and how fast. Exactly. Yeah. Like especially with like there's it seems like there's a new framework every other week um there's like it's just like there's always new updates there's always new oh new like new version and whatever and so yeah it's just learning how to learn yeah what are some of the challenges being a software engineer uh, i think I, I think one of the big things is like what we we're just talking about is like there's always so much to learn that you it's difficult to become like a super pro in something because you're probably like, at least for me, like, I feel like I'm always learning new things and there's, how do you find the balance of like what to learn and when, because like, I'm, I'm still trying to, since I'm two years down to my job, like I'm still trying to build up like my skill set and still trying to um, just like 
build myself as an engineer. So I'm constantly learning, but it seems like there's always something new coming out. So it's like, ah, (laughs) yeah. Um, Do they train you at work or do you have to learn it on your own? Sometimes it's on my own or sometimes like at work, they give me time to learn things on my own. So I do like that about some of the teams I've been on. It's just like, yeah, we know that you probably don't know this right now. So like take some time and learn this language. Um, But yeah, that's like one thing. I think being a female software engineer sometimes has its like challenges just because, you know, egos. Yeah, no, no. (laughs) Big up, big ups for um, breaking the ceilings and uh, bringing some females in the scene because I know it's dominated by a lot of times some white males or Asian males. and I see it too. So yeah, I think it's a big thing to kind of close that gap. And it's just all about role models, I think too, especially for young kids growing up experiencing you know it makes a big difference when someone sees someone like them and they say oh damn if they're doing it okay i could do it too whether it's on a conscious or unconscious level so yeah big ups i was like that's always been a big thing too it's like for me just like the way i grew up like i grew up in a really diverse kind of like yeah like a pretty diverse childhood like i had good friends who looked like me and a lot of friends who didn't look like me and so for me when I see different races or different, like, you know, being around different genders, I don't feel weird where it's like, oh, like I'm the only, well, not the only, but it's not weird for me to see people different from me. But okay, sometimes okay. it just yeah. sucks not seeing a lot of me. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. I have no problems working with, you know, someone who looks different, might have different concerns, like different political views, stuff like that. But it kind of sucks when, everyone has that and it's just like hey lauren's on the side <laughs> that's different. i don't i think having working with different people is awesome and i think that's a beautiful thing but i think that also making sure that representation like you mentioned is pretty important too yeah no i definitely agree with that too i mean i work in education so i'm all about diversity yeah. inclusion understanding like that stuff like that i was a psychology major so okay. I would say it's easier than engineering, but, <laughs> but we definitely study things like that about imposter syndrome, stereotype threat, and, and it's all real and just, yeah, just, but we're, I, I think we're doing good work and slowly closing the gap. Yeah. Yeah. But imposter syndrome is super real. Some days I'm just like, woo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think you kind of, I was talking to Josh about this a little bit about if you are the type of person who's feeling um, imposter syndrome or you're feeling out of place for a variety of reasons, whether you're, you know, getting direct, um, whether it's like feelings of uh, marginalization or whatever, uh, he says it's always good to try to find a group that you could relate to and stay in touch with them. And a lot of these companies are having these, what do you call it, EROs or diversity groups. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I think. Josh brings up like what you and Josh saying is um, definitely true, and it's funny because he's a he's one of the people part of my like community who keep me sane. Um, but yeah, another no, big like, shout out to Josh, man. <laughs> he's dope. Yeah, but no, I think that is that is pretty imperative. I mean, it it answers the question like when people say like why do you need like a BSU or why do you need like you know certain student orgs? It's not because you know, people don't like other people or anything like that. It's just that sometimes there's things about me that, that 
you can't relate to, which right. is fine. But I still want to relate to people about those things. Like, you know, I still want to be able to be me somewhere. And so, because you can't always be, even though you are supposed to bring your full self to work, sometimes you you just can't for, yeah. for different And I think we all have multiple identities. And sometimes there's an identity that doesn't have as much representation or voice. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of good to kind of support that in general. But in the end, we all understand we're all in this together. But I think it'd be ignorant not to recognize that, look, there is a gap in this specific population. And I think we'd be ignorant to say that, oh, no, we're all the same. We're all um, equal. But in the same time, there's a difference between equal equality and and equity and Mm -hmm. so um yeah i feel you on that let me segue into since we're talking about josh because i just saw this on on a on a twitter and i want to get your thoughts on it he Mm -hmm. says um let me see he says he finds that software development is 20% 20% coding and 80% knowing how to work with people or like soft skills. How do you feel about that? I wouldn't say it's 80-20. I would say it's like 40% coding. And then I would say 60% understanding people. Okay. Oh, so you bring you bring the people skills, the understanding more than coding. Well, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Uh, so you can't be the type of person because some students tell me this. I some students tell me I don't like people. I want to be a co- uh, go into uh, software engineering so I could have my corner and do my work and not have to work with anybody. And I'm like, in the end, you're gonna end up working with somebody. You can't be totally like isolated and not expect yeah. to know how to understand people. Well, but you give say- it sixty forty. I will say, hold on, there are definitely roles for people, like there are definitely like spots for people who want to do their own thing and they're just like, give me my work and I'll do it. Like, I I think that there's something to say about people who are like silent killers when it comes to the code where it's just like, mm-hmm. you give them a project and they go and that's awesome. And you definitely need people who can just like execute like that on your team. But I think that part, also part of being an engineer and even like an engineering manager is like understanding and being able to write that code, but also understanding people. Because at the end of the day, like we're writing code for users, we're, we're writing stuff for other people. And so that's why even when I talk about like, when I talk about design and stuff, I'm not doing a lot of design in my job right now, but I do like with some of the stuff I've worked on, I've literally had to sit and think like, okay, if I'm the user, what, like, what am I doing? Like, what is, what is my flow going to be when I open this application? Am I like logging in? Like what, like what is yeah. my, thought? so it's always good to yeah understand the psychology of people because in the end, yes, you're coding, you're in front of the computer, but it's going to be yeah. used by another, another human being. Exactly. Oh. And even some of the projects I've worked on, like I've literally worked with art. So I, I was working on something for um, some people in London and like I would literally call them because they were like, yeah, we're trying to like make this process that takes two hours. And I was, I cut it down from the two, this two hour process to like a 15 minute process for them. And so, but literally throughout the whole process, I would have to call them and say, let me understand like what you're doing. Let me complete. I literally need to know what you do. <laughs> I need 
to understand. <laughs> hey, hold up. <laughs> like, tell me everything first. Yeah, I literally need to understand completely what you're doing because if I'm going to like redesign this system, if I'm going to rebuild something for you, then I need to have like a good grasp of like what your process is, what your like motivation to use this is, like what your expected output is, like all those things so that I can design and cre- and like solve the problem the best way possible. Because if I barely know that I'm just going to build something and it may or may not be useful. Or a lot of the time, your users think they know what they want, but they actually don't. And so when you have a good understanding of who your users are, like if oh, you're just right, right. stuff like that, like if I'm building a game for four-year-olds versus a game for 14-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's different, yeah. It's different, you know, and so like, <laughs> understanding people or understanding your users i think is a big thing and then even knowing how to communicate like you mentioned the soft skills so communicating with the developers being able to say like yo i know you want it to look like this but this actually is not possible so sorry or like i want this computer to like to do this and i want it to fly me to the moon and make me a breakfast smoothie (laughs) this dude's tripping Right, but being able to say these things and not be considered like, well, can I swear here? I don't. Yeah, yeah, you could if you want. Yeah, (laughs) not being considered like a dick or bitch and be like, yo, I'm not doing. Like you know, you still have to. (laughs) You still have to be professional in the workplace. Like you can't just. You still do have to understand people and know how to communicate and know how to listen and know how to understand. And then once you can, if you can do all of those things, then what you're building is like. 10 times more effective. Yeah. But at this, yeah, but, but like, if you're someone who's like, I just want to do my own thing. Awesome. Then work with someone who's more into people, have them design it. And then you build it and you, and you all are like golden. You're magic. Yeah. You're good. (laughs) How about, um, I'm going to give a little, I want you to give some tips for the college students who are thinking about getting into software engineering. What advice would you have for them to, set themselves up to uh, to not only be good at it, but also to be able to get an internship and job? Um, I would say, like, get your hands dirty, for sure. Um, just, like, build stuff. Side projects are always cool. Um, yeah, like, side projects are a great way to learn, to test. I, pre- I preach yeah. that all the time. Like, you don't need to get an internship with someone to start a project. Like, you could do it now. You could go online. You could go yeah. on Udemy.com or whatever yeah. it is, and then you could just, just make something, choose whatever and, it is. And even if you don't know where to start, like something that um, I guess like so, a device I was telling someone is like, let's say you want to go into web design or something like that. Take a website that you already like or think that looks cool and try and rebuild it yourself. So like even if it's just- Hey, that's a good idea. Yeah, right so you'll learn like oh this is like i'm i i have a goal i know what this should look like and so if you try and like model something after it it might not look the exact same but like you'll still have the experience of like oh like look i can build this or oh so i actually need to practice this more or i actually don't like doing this at all and oh yeah or even that yeah, yeah sometimes like, finding out what you don't like yeah I thought, but I thought wrong. Um, no, exactly. So, it's better to find out now. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also like a lot of 30 um, day challenges and stuff like that where you can like take their code, 
um, complete the challenges and like just push that up to your Git repo. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one thing. Another thing, um, networking is like super important and I'm pretty sure other people have probably said this, but like, I mean, it's honestly, it's a lot of just who you know um, and getting your foot in the door. And so like being able to say like, hey, um, oh, I know people here, here, and here. Yeah. Um, they might know of opportunities and tell um, me about it. That's another thing. Yeah. Um, Did you find your job through connections? Yes, kind of. Um, I interned with them when I was at school, but I had gotten the internship at the time. I was also be super involved. So I was, um, I was really active in the National Society of Black Engineers on campus, and so. Um, BlackRock had came and they wanted to meet with different like people of uh, student orgs. And so I just was like, yeah, you know, I'll show up. Why not? Free dinner. Um, <laughs> and like, so, sure, like, hook I it up. Just, yeah, no, look, I'm, I call it, I was hungry. <laughs> um, Man, we've been talking about food this whole time. I'm about yes. to snack on something good after this. Yes, I'm we're already ready to cut up my snap peas and mushrooms. Um, but no, I... I went to the dinner, networked with some of the people there. And honestly, I just had like a great connection with some of the recruiters, not on some like, oh, I want a job, but just like, hey, you know, like you seem like an awesome person. Just getting to know them, just being human. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Just being human and wanting to help out. And so like from there, everything kind of just like fell into place. Um, I think like human connections are a beautiful and awesome thing. People won't always remember what you say, but they will always remember how you how make, you make them, them feel. Oh, sh- I love that. Yeah. I love that quote, by the way. Same. Yeah. Um, and so, from, was it from Maya Angelou? It might be. Something. That was a good know. quote, though. Yeah. You hit on the uh, nail, though. That's the, my last or two podcasts ago. I talked to Laura Torres. She's a university recruiter at a company called Cloudera yeah. and she, she was saying the same thing it's don't treat us recruiters or people who work in the profession as if we're a robot and you just give us your one minute commercial yeah. like give you my resume like no. yeah <laughs> yeah I kind of related to like dating like there's yeah. there, those there's dudes who like like are put on way too much pressure it's like no you gotta have to like get to know us first before we even consider you for a job yeah. And then I would say, and then like show them what makes you great. Like I remember when I was applying for stuff um, and when I was applying for my internship, like I had wrote out a cover letter, probably like the best cover letter I've ever written in my life. And it is my template and I send it to my friends. Um, but I literally was just like, Hey, I'm passionate. This is what makes me like a great person. And then immediately, this is what I can bring to the table. Like I am a problem solver. I am like someone who asks a lot of questions. Literally people at my company know me because I was the intern whose hand was always raised in every meeting. And it wasn't because I was trying to like be rude or question people. It was literally because I just didn't know. And I just was not afraid of the fact that I didn't know, but I wanted to know. And so people love when you ask questions and they love people who just are like themselves. I'm very real. In a lot of the rooms I walk in, I don't change who I am. Like I don't, I mean, to a certain extent, like I, right, right. <laughs> places, I know what you but, mean. Yeah. But like when you see me and when you meet me, you get like all of Lauren. And so um, I would say like, 
be you, be awesome, be passionate, um, show them that you can work hard. That's one of the biggest things is like, can you learn what you put in the work? And like, you know, are yeah, you- Yeah, man, I feel it. You're spitting fire right now. Yeah, that's like, that's the big things. And like I said, make people feel good. People love to talk about themselves. Ask them, well, what are your needs? Like, what are you all looking for? How can I be a part of that? So. Dope. You should be a sales salesperson. <laughs> and the last piece of advice this is very very real um rejection is going to happen rejection happens all the time get you sucks to- no <laughs> oh, i'm so serious it is a numbers game it is a big mm-hmm. numbers game mm-hmm. and so like you never know especially like i think out here in the bay these are some of the companies that like everybody in america wants to work for like i'm from michigan i'm not from here you have people like flying in people who have like PhDs and masters and all this other stuff, like trying to get the same thing that you want. And so it's a numbers game. You have to put yourself out there. You can't, you can't take anything too hard or let anything get you down for too long. And sometimes it's hard. Like I'm not going to lie. It's not easy, but coding isn't for the faint of heart. Like your computer, you'll be writing code and like hoping that it works. I'm like, oh, please, please. And for hours, the computer's like, no, no, no. <laughs> so it's not as chill as you as you painted for us earlier. Sometimes you come back it's from not lunch. Chill. Not then, chill. Yeah, you. I go for walks all the time. I gotta like. That's no. why you're fancy. Yes. That's why. No, but you have to. You have to have thick skin and like you can't take anything too offensively. But just ask for feedback. So like. Oh, that's good. I can see where a lot of the stress comes in because you can be responsible for this or you you might mess something up and all of a sudden, you know, the website's not working or, or whatever it is. Yeah, There's a lot of but, responsibility on, on your guys' shoulders. Yeah, but you just got to have thick skin and not be afraid of getting your feelings hurt and not being afraid of rejection. And so I think that's a big piece of advice, especially for women, especially for people of color, especially for minorities out here. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to always be listened to, but you just got to have that thick skin. Yeah, so. definitely. And this was awesome. I appreciate uh, you sharing, dropping knowledge. And I, I think it's good having you on here because it's not the typical, as people might think of software engineers, nerdy, white dude who plays video games all day, but not only just a woman of color and and someone who's just tearing it up but someone who's also a really good people person yeah. as well so yeah That's i appreciate cool. you chatting yeah no i am so happy to have talked and i hopefully like i inspired at least one person to do it it's not terrible it pays well <laughs> <laughs> so you can do it because then you could you can have a nice day but yeah, no, it's, it's cool to be able to use your brain to solve problems. I will say that. That's cool. All right. Thank you so much, Lauren, for uh, your time and, and, and just sharing us your insight. And I'll, I'm going to put your uh, Twitter on our, my uh, descriptions if, if anyone wants to hit you up, if, that, if that's cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right, guys. Hope you guys have a good one and uh, take care. This is a really informative episode. I don't know a lot about software engineering. So I asked a lot of baby, baby, I was going to say new, but baby fits through, baby questions. But it was kind of neat to see what a day in the life is like for her and get some job search tips. Hope you find that valuable. If you like this episode, leave a comment, send me a message. I want to know what you think. It's the fuel that keeps me going. 
And not only that, connect with me on any of my socials. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Work Talk Podcast. And you can see myself on YouTube and many different podcast platforms as well. Hey guys, take care. Have a good one.